Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about identity. How do we choose our identities or are we sort of adopting an identity? And when we wake up in the morning and we remember who we are, aren't we really playing the same day over and over again? Well, it turns out that we are new every single day and that what we used to believe is not really accurate. Our preferences, our desires, all the things we think we are, well, those are memories from the past and brought into the present time. In fact, you're new every single moment and every single day, and you can now choose your identity. You do not have to be tied to anything of the past. You do not have to project yourself into the future. You can challenge your beliefs. You can challenge your preferences and your ideals and your outcomes and even your desires. Do you really want what you think you want? Or is there something else calling you, something else that you're more interested in? Are you being inspired to new things? And it's interesting about inspiration because if you're holding on to your past, you might get the inspiration to do something and then think, well, I don't like that or I'd never do that. And this is what's limiting about holding on to an identity that was really never chosen. You just adopted it. So in this episode, Joshua is asking us to think differently about our identity, think about what we think we like about ourselves and don't like about ourselves and why and what we would add if we could. It's a fascinating episode. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Before we begin, we have a lot of things going on here. We have a new boot camp coming up and a new basic training coming up. You can check out the basic training on the website. This will start in about three weeks, and the boot camp will start in about six weeks. So take a look at those. And if you're interested in, and want more information, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. We're also offering some private coaching sessions, Christy and I, and we can send you information on that as well. And if you want to do a one-on-one -on -one with Joshua, send me an email and there's a special discount. It's 20% off for the next two weeks. So if you'd like to do something like that, uh, I think it'd be very helpful and you'll get some great insights into where you're going and where you've been and, and what your dreams are and desires and special talents and abilities and things like that. Also, uh, remember to like and subscribe. Uh, check out the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. There's a new audiobook. There's free downloads of meditations. There's a seven-day course you can take, and that course is normally $79, but we have a coupon code 50OFF, so it's only $29. Well, thanks for being here, and enjoy the show. We're thrilled to be here. Hi, Justin. We'd like to remind you that you came into this physical reality, this physical reality where you knew you'd forget everything, forget who you are, forget that you're connected to all, forget that you have certain abilities, powers, wisdom, experience, and you've been doing this for a long time. You could have chosen any reality. Why did you choose this one? Why did you choose the one that is more sophisticated, more complicated, more intricate, more of a challenge? Well, because you are all intrepid explorers. All humanity is an intrepid explorer. Each and every individual is an intrepid explorer. You very much wanted to be here. You very much wanted to come at this time of awakening and see what you could do, see what you could become, see if you could remember anything, see if you could move out of the illusion of separation. See if you could see if the fear is rational or irrational. And if irrational, see if you could push past that fear. See if you could connect to your inner self and to your guides and supporters. See if you could design your intentions so that they would lead you to where you are now. Well, this challenge of physical reality known as Earth is something that you're ready for, something that you're prepared for, something that you have planned for, something you very much want to try. You've done it before, you'll do it again, but anything less than this is not really interesting to you. It's like going to Disneyland and going on It's a Small World ride. You've done that before. It's easy. There's nothing much new going on with those. So you wanted to challenge yourself to come in at the highest frequency that you've ever existed at, at the most powerful you've ever been, at the culmination of all the lives and all the experiences that you've done many times before. The most powerful, the most spectacular, the most magnificent, the most limitless, the most loving. That's who you are. And you're in a physical representation of your non-physical self in a physical reality that you believe is real, but is not real. You believe it was here before you got here and it'll be here after you got here. Not really the case. You are generating your reality internally by how you are choosing to perceive yourself. 
change that perception of yourself and you change that reality. You're starting to see that now. Change your beliefs, you change that perspective and your reality changes. Have an experience, pay attention to what's going on, set an intention, experience your power, move past fear, act differently than you would have acted before, engage more fully with those in your life, with what's going on in your life. See more perfection in everything around you. When you do these things, you'll have experiences and those experiences will teach you. They will change you. They will allow you to see yourself and everything else from a higher perspective. The higher your perspective, the more you are taking in, the more information you're getting. It makes sense. If you were to look at your house, your car, your plot of land, from the perspective of an ant, it would be one way of looking at it, but the ant wouldn't really understand it. If you got on that ladder and climbed on the roof and looked all around, you'd see another perspective. You'd have more information. You'd know more of what's going on. You'd have more complete information, more of an idea of what's really happening. Get into a hot air balloon and sail across the top of your house. You'll see your town and off in the distance, maybe some water or mountains or sea. You see, the higher perspective that you're able to obtain, that you're able to reach for, given your belief system, the more you'll see, the more information. With more information, you get closer to the truth. With less information, you get further from the truth. So your perspective, you could say, being a human, living in your body, having the experiences that you've had, having the education, adopting the beliefs, creating the trajectory, all of these things have led you to the highest perspectives of humanity on earth right now. That's amazing. That's wonderful. Why isn't everyone else with you? There's something about you who have come to this higher perspective. Something about you who want to know more. Something about you that wants to understand your powers and empathic abilities. Something about you that wants to challenge old belief systems, old norms, create something new. That's something about you is inherent within all of you. Whether you're on the call now or listening to a later date, you resonate with this information. You found this information because you are wanting to see who you could become. Who could you become given that you can't remember who you are? Given that you perceive separation? Given that this reality is unlike any other reality, especially the non-physical? But what you can do here cannot be done anywhere else. So when you birth a desire, you create a little pathway a little trip for yourself. And that desire will launch you into experiences that help you uncover beliefs that are not compatible with the desire itself. And you experience yourself more fully. And so all desire does is give you these little pathways to experience yourself more fully. But why are you desiring anything? Well, it's because you perceive you were lacking something. If you didn't lack it, you wouldn't want it. And so the desire is this engine of growth for most people. But now that you're here, you can start to say, why do I want this? Why do I need it? Why do I think it's necessary? Why do I have such an attachment to it? Because this attachment to it becomes limiting. For who you all are and where you want to go, the mundane desires of the average person, they're not going to get you anything you want. You might see someone living some life or having some experience that you thought, well, that would be interesting. That'd be fun. That'd be exciting. But it wouldn't really mean anything to you because you're looking for something else. You're looking for something meaningful. But all the meaning is contained within you. Everything is contained within you and being projected outwards. And if you're holding on to desires or attachments to outcomes or these ideals that you've manufactured, you're going to get a little bit distracted because you're going to perceive that if you're going to get that thing, then some inspiration is going to come to you to lead you to that thing. But the inspiration that comes to you is only to do one thing, expand your perspective of yourself in your reality to see through the illusion, to move out of the fear, and to see yourself and everyone else from a perspective that is more true. You're more connected. You're more loving. You're more powerful. You will be able to do, have, and be things once you understand yourself more fully, 
that you can't even imagine now. The life that is waiting for all of you can't be drawn or set a goal for, set a to-do list for, planned, or even expected. It's beyond all of that. When you start embarking on this new journey and this new approach to life, to that which is beyond your imagination, you travel more quickly. You get what you truly need rather than what you think you want. You'll have experiences that will highlight in great detail your limiting beliefs. But you very much want to discover those limiting beliefs because that's the only thing that limits you. All limitation is self-imposed. If you didn't have the limiting beliefs, you would have no fear whatsoever. The fear derived from this illusion of separation is based in a belief system that just isn't true, just designed to keep you safe. Keep you safe from what? Discovering who you are. Keep you safe from what? Becoming who you could become. Keeping you safe from this illusion of loss or from some kind of setback or some kind of negative emotion. Essentially, what you're trying to protect yourself from is negative emotion. But the negative emotion is only pointing out a limiting belief. That's all it's doing. And you want to know what those are, where you keep them, where you hide them, and why you have them. Once you discover them, you can do something about them. If you don't discover them, there's nothing you can do. But once you discover a limiting belief, all you do is prove to yourself it's not true. That's it. Simple. You're not going to get it done the first time because every limiting belief is multifaceted like a diamond. And so you'll be shown different perspectives of that limiting belief and how it affects you or how it limits you. If you knew who you were, you'd have no limiting beliefs. And you could be, have, and do anything. And what would you be, have, and do? You'd be, have, and do anything that corresponds to the vibration or perspective you're offering. And you can't imagine what that would look like. Because what you would do when you realize that it's all a game of perspective, you'd allow the system, the universe, your guidance supporters, your inner self to lead you not to any physical manifestation of a desire, but to one thing and one thing only, an even higher perspective. As you gain this higher perspective, you're living in truth, the truth of who you are and who everyone else is, instead of the lie, which is the illusion of separation. Imagine that. Imagine knowing that everyone is God, that you're eternally linked, that you're all one, that you know and love each other immensely, beyond words. Imagine that. Imagine what that would mean for you in your life. Imagine that while they still can't remember who they are or who you are. Imagine that you have evolved out of the fear and the illusion of separation, but they haven't. Imagine what kind of example you could be. Imagine the catalyst for change you would become. Now, of course, if you want to be a catalyst for change, that's a desire. A little bit of a conundrum, a catch-22. What you want to do is just allow yourself to be guided along the trajectory that will lead to one thing and one thing only, a higher perspective and unimaginable experiences. You can't imagine what these experiences are, and so they have no value for you. So this keeps you playing safe. I'm not going to risk what I have, the potential for loss of all that I have in this wonderful life, for something that I can't put a value on for something I can't see any examples on. I'm not going to risk that. Well, that's what the fear of loss is doing to you. That's what the fear of negative emotion is doing. That's what the fear of anything new is doing for you. It's keeping you limited. It's keeping you from everything you truly want. That's okay. It's just a game. It doesn't matter at all. It's going to be fun either way. You can choose to have any experience enjoy. So there's only two ways to live this life. Perceiving that everything's outside of you and those things have the ability to make you feel something, either good or bad. 
in that perspective, you'll have to keep away the bad and attain the good. Effort and struggle, effort and struggle, control and fear. The other way to live is from the inside out. Nothing matters outside of you. It's all a reflection of the inside. Allow the connection to your inner self, the love to be poured from source through you to all else, meaning acceptance, courage, compassion, love, acceptance, 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 and no fear of loss. No fear of loss. Loss is an illusion. Separation is an illusion. This derives all the fear. That's not real. The only thing that's real is how you feel. How you feel is determined by your perspective. A limited perspective with less information is going to bring in more fear. A higher perspective with more information closer to the truth moves out of that fear because there cannot be an illusion when the truth is lit up. That's what you're all seeking. That's what you truly want. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Hi, Gary. I have a question. Daryl. I understand the concept of the eternal now, but can you explain how some people can actually pre uh, predict future events? They say things like, I read the energy pattern and this is what's probable to happen. Other people say, oh, my spirit guide told me this is going to happen. Can you elaborate on, on that process? And while you're at it, can you tell us the lotto number for next week? Excellent. Let's start with the lotto number. What determines the lottery number? Is it those balls popping up and down, just random chance? People get lucky. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Or are there no accidents? Are there no coincidences? Is there no luck? Is it all vibrational? It's all vibrational. It all will depend on who is the match to whatever the experiences are or the ramifications of that lottery win. From your perspective, you say, oh, the lottery win is always a good thing. Statistically, historically, if you looked into the lives of anyone who came into a huge sum of money, it was generally a manifestation event, generally showing them their limiting beliefs. It was a match to those who were nowhere near what you would call a high vibration. You would assume that a high vibration person would always win the lottery. The lottery would come to those who need it. Generally speaking, who need to realize that outside conditions such as a lottery cannot make them feel anything. They will have to choose that and that their reality will always be a match to their perspective of themselves. Will the lottery winning change their perspective of themselves? Generally not. They will have this manifestation event that gives them the opportunity to change their perspective and have an experience and see themselves differently, but they generally don't take that opportunity. And so the vibration that they had prior to the lottery essentially stays the same. And as you have read many times before, the vast majority of lottery winners end up returning to their present financial state of condition with another thing to think about. Sure, I'm not very successful. I don't have a lot of money. I'm not smart enough to make a lot of money. They have this limited perspective of themselves. Then the lottery comes seemingly to solve every problem and yet somehow they lose or misplace or give away or waste the money and they're back where they were with the realization that even if you got a lot of money, you still couldn't handle it, you'd still go back and they would feel more of a failure than they did before. It increases how they already felt. The future depends on the vibration of all the players in the game, who needs what, who would have an impact, who would ripple this out to the rest? How would it impact the most? That sort of thing. Of course, pre-birth intentions, certain pathways, certain agreements are all in place as well. So it's a highly complicated endeavor to predict a future because you could change your vibration right now in this moment 
and you would change your future. Or why would you change that vibration? Because you're trying to affect a future, creating another vibration that creates the same future. The vibration will always determine a flow of events. Also, the trajectory and the intentions you set prior to your birth will generally create a series of events. But how you experience them can be in joy or in suffering. And your choice of experience creates the reality, creates the future. If you see yourself as a victim, you can have a benign situation, a glance from a stranger, cause you to feel like a victim. The stranger just glanced over, just was just inspired to glance over. And you interpreted that look as if they were demeaning you in some way. And you could get really angry about that. That could set you off. And of course, that whole event is just a manifestation event. But from the depth of victimhood, you're not really yet prepared to look at the limiting belief behind it because you are still exploring this idea of how could God be a victim? How could a pure, limitless, eternal being ever perceive themselves as a victim? Only if they forget. And so they come to earth, forget, have these experiences of victimhood, which expands their energetic field. Once you've all done that enough, you come and say, what could I become given the illusion of separation, given the illusion of loss? What could I become? Could I overcome that illusion? And how would that be done? So you choose the time and place of your birth. You choose all the conditions of your birth. You set some intentions. A trajectory is created. And you either get here in this life or you try it again and again and again. Well, those of you who are here have made it. You've acted enough inspiration. Your pre-birth intentions were powerful enough. You have certain intrinsic qualities that have come forth in spite of the illusion. You see yourselves from very high perspectives, which enables you to move out of the illusion a bit, enables you to even contemplate this idea of all is one. Most people living in the depths of the illusion can't even fathom that idea. Pure nonsense. No benefit to that idea whatsoever. You're all playing with that idea. Some of you are believing it. Some of you are having experiences of it. And as you have experiences of it, it changes your perspective, changes your beliefs, and you can see it a little bit clearer and you remove yourself from the fear. Futures certainly are based in the vibration of those involved, are based in pre-birth intentions, are based in pre-birth agreements, and come to fruition in all kinds of different ways. But there's no value at all from the non-physical perspective to see the future. We do not believe in a future. We do not care about a future. We are fascinated with the present moment. Why would you take any attention off the present moment and project it or care or think about or strategize or predict a future? Especially when that future is not anything. It hasn't happened. Who knows? The delight is in the surprise, in the interest, in the, oh, wow, there's a probability. But in that probability, this happened. That's interesting. That's insightful. That is fun to watch. You want to predict the future for one reason and one reason only. To protect yourself from possible negative emotion. You want to stay safe. You want to be secure. You want to say everything's going to be good. Well, guess what? You're the creator of this reality. It's all going to be perfect. You are not an imperfect creator. There's no such thing. You are a perfect creator. You created a perfect past, yet you judge the past based in a limited perspective. It was perfect. You had every experience you had to have. In those experiences, you needed a little bit of exploration of victimhood sometimes. And you need a little exploration of validation sometimes so that you would move along that path, birth desires, act on the inspiration, and become involved in a new way of understanding how reality works. This is what you wanted. So anything you went through from your non-physical perspective, you were delighted to go through. It was perfect because 
it was necessary. It was the only way. There's no other way. So imagine that there is a path from the gate of Disneyland to the ride that you want to ride. Are you really going to complain that it takes you through Tomorrowland and around back through Adventureland and up a few escalators and down? And would you really say, why don't they just put it up front? Well, you have to go on that path. The path is the only way there. Of course, there's a lot of paths, but the path that got you here was the only one that was going to get you here. Any deviation from that path would lead to another outcome. The other outcome, not as thrilling as this one, not the ride you wanted to be on. It wouldn't matter to you from the non-physical. Wouldn't matter if you lived a million lives and finally got to the life you're living right now. But when you did, you would recognize that all those other lives contributed to this one. It's the fruition of all the other lives. So every other life was worth it. So you all lament about your past, certain experiences. That should not have happened. That should be different than it is. They should have been nicer to me. They should have loved me. They should have treated me with respect. They should have honored me. No, that would have confused you. What they did is they chiseled you chunk by chunk by chunk into who you are now. You could learn all about your past lives. And then each one you would say, oh, I wouldn't want to live that one. Oh, I wouldn't want to live that one. Oh, I wouldn't want to live that one. Of course you would, because it got you to this one. This one where the jump in perspective is the highest that you've ever experienced. And the expansions is the most elegant, spectacular, fabulous expansion beyond your imagination. When you return to the physical, all of you, you will not lament like you did in high school. If only I'd done this in high school. If only I'd done this when I was a kid. You will never lament. You will only say, that was amazing. Thank you. Who's next? I have a question about the ego. So there's a lot of talking about the ego in the spiritual community, that the ego is our enemy and limits us. So I was wondering if you can give us your perspective on this and explain us what ego actually is and why we have ego and how we can build like a fun and joy, joyful and loving relationship with our ego. Excellent. Think of your ego as a parachute. You want to jump out of that plane, but you got to have a parachute. Otherwise, this thing's going to be over really quickly. Half the fun of skydiving is the time when the parachute releases. Oh, the feeling of relief when you are catapulted, what seems like back up in the sky, because this wonderful parachute opened up, and now you get to just have a little fun, enjoy the scenery, and float down back to Earth completely safely. Your ego is that parachute. Sure, it slows you down. Sure, it stops you from doing things sometimes. Sure. It's a pain to pack every time and put it into that thing and hoist it on your back and lug it around with you. But you definitely want it. You definitely need it. You could have chosen to come to this reality without a parachute, without an ego. But you would have jumped off the first ledge, the first wall, the first roof, the first cliff you came to, the first bridge. Because you wouldn't care. You'd have nothing holding you back. But what you want to do is experience this life in the fullest. Now, you don't have to open that parachute. If you're not falling from the sky, you do not have to pull the ripcord. The parachute is not opening on its own. You are pulling it because you're feeling some fear. And you're believing the subject of your fear is true. And so you pull the parachute. Imagine if you were taking a skydiving class. And you're in that little room where they're teaching you how to skydive and you've got your pack on and you're sitting there watching the video and you just pulled it all the time. Walking out to the plane, just pulled it again. Inside the plane, just pulled it again. That's what most of you are doing. You're just pulling that parachute, pulling that limitation. In times of real crisis, the ego will step in and cause you to focus on the subject at hand. But when's the last time you're in a real crisis? When you get the inspiration to do something and you're worried about it, thinking about it, 
feeling the fear of it, lamenting on it, wishing it was different, trying to change it, not acting on it. You're just pulling that parachute. You're not even in the air. You'll notice that once you decide to take the action, you won't think of pulling the parachute. You'll be fine. Everything's great. So think of the parachute as simply equipment on your journey of physical reality. Think of the ego as a tool. In the back of your mind, you'll know that if you get into some serious situation, the ego will pop out and cause you to focus directly on that thing. Fine. Every other time, you're pulling that ripcode. You're bringing the ego out. You're letting the ego talk. It's just thoughts. It's just thoughts that are coming to you. You don't have to abide by those thoughts. You can learn to bring the little ego along with you. You can learn to talk to yourself in a way that will enable you to discover the belief systems causing you to perceive that there is any danger when the danger is clearly irrational. The fear of asking for a raise. Why do you fear that? Oh, they might think I'm greedy or they might think I'm, I'm going to quit or they may want to fire me just to preempt whatever I might need. I better be quiet, keep my head down and keep clacking away at that keyboard. Just in case, just in case. Well, it's simply because you're looking at your life from the perspective of the outside affects the inside. Protecting yourself from what possible bad things could happen to you. The ego is just representing that perspective. This approach to life engages the ego wherever any irrational fear pops up. The ego being big in the lives of most people is due to that approach to life where you say, that person can create my reality. They can fire me. They can say something mean to me. They can make me feel bad. They can hit me. That feeling I have is based on my bank account. If my bank account's full, I feel great. If it's low, I feel bad. An outside-in relationship to your life. Well, you're the creator of the reality. So the truth is you're always creating from the inside out. And it's always a reflection about how you're thinking about yourself. The basic concept that most humans have is that they're in a malevolent environment that causes them to feel, and they want to control that feeling by keeping away that which they do not want and striving for, setting goals for, efforting, struggling for, that which they think would make them feel good. So it's all about what can I eke scrape, pull out of this outer reality to feed this bottomless empty pit. And it never works. Because the more you feed it, the more you need it. The more you feed it, the more you need it. You see the cycle of bringing it in from the outside and then wanting more, bringing it in, wanting more, bringing in, wanting more, bringing in, wanting more. The way this life really is, is a projection from the inside out. You need nothing from your outer conditions. Your outer conditions cannot give you anything. The people in your life cannot give you love. You may interpret it as love, but they're not giving you anything. If you see them as loving people and love to be with them, and you believe they're supporting you and giving you everything you need, you're just agreeing with what's really happening. And the feeling you get is a feeling of agreement with your inner self. So all the love, all the good feelings, all of that stuff comes from within. And then you express it out. The more you express out the love, the limitless nature of who you are, the magnificence of who you are, the truth of who you are, the essence of who you are, the power of who you are, as much as you express that out, in love and acceptance and leaning in and, and developing and learning and growing and challenging everything, fearless instead of fearful, that builds another cycle. From you, from the inner self, from the source itself, from the non-physical, through you to your reality and back again. The more you give, the more you get. A lot of people want to say, I'll love you when you love me. I'll give to you when you give to me. 
it's a transactional relationship based in fear and control. You might say, I feel pretty good in this transactional relationship that I have with my mate. They're holding up their end. I'm holding up my end. I'm doing these chores. They're doing those chores. I'm bringing in this money. They're bringing that money. I feel like an equal partner in this. Great. That's about 1% of how it could feel. If you knew that you were here to support and love them and needed nothing from them. If you accepted them for not accepting you and loved them anyway, you would feel so good. You don't have to change them. You accept them. It's based in acceptance. In this inside out approach to life, you are exuding acceptance. Acceptance is love. You are exuding a quality of confidence, of knowing, of trust, of faith. And if you practice this inside out idea for just a little bit, you'll start to feel the power of it. Because you can only do that from a high perspective. You can only live this approach to life believing that all the energy, all the love, all the power comes from source through you to your reality. From that high perspective, you will feel amazing. You will experience amazing things. You will create deeper loving connections with everyone in your life. You will not get upset. You will not get angry. You'll not get mad. You'll not feel taken advantage of. You will never be taken advantage of. It's impossible. It's a difficult approach to life. We will agree from your perspective because how are you going to protect yourself? How are you going to get what you think you need? How are you going to get those things you really, really want if all you're doing is giving? Are you really giving? Gary had a conversation with a friend today. He said, if I live in this giving attitude, if I see someone who I think needs my support and I give and I give and I give and they don't accept it or want it or need it or do anything with it or appreciate it, Seems like a waste of time. Well, we said, reminded him, in that case, what you're doing is you're trying to give to get feedback to make you feel good. You're still operating from the outside in. What we're talking about is acceptance. I accept myself as I am. I accept the conditions as they are. I accept that no condition, no person can make me feel anything good or bad. I accept that no one else can see me for who I am and I don't expect them to. I accept that no validation can come from outside. I accept that everything is set up for me, perfectly by me, and that this reality I'm projecting out here is designed to show me who I'm being and how I'm approaching life. If I'm approaching life from the inside out and I maintain this without any expectation of anything, of anything at all, if I maintain it just because this approach fits my perspective at this time, I'm going to try it out. Try it out for a little bit, and the reality is going to catch up to that perspective. Not in a radical change in the outer conditions necessarily, but in an evolving emotional identification of yourself that is more true. As it becomes more true, as your perspective gets higher, as the illusion fades away, the fear is lessened. In the lessening of the fear and the assumption of more truth or the acceptance of more truth, you'll feel closer and closer and closer to how you would feel if your non-physical self was here without any fear. We will say to you that that is a better feeling or a more deeper, complete feeling than what's available in non-physical because you're still perceiving it from the human perspective. You're still perceiving. Relief, the feeling of relief when that parachute opens cannot be had in the non-physical. That is a feeling that's not available in the non-physical. And some of you say that's the greatest feeling in physical reality, is that feeling of relief. If you came just to get that feeling of relief, this whole thing would be worth it. That feeling, if you really felt it. Gary watched a movie where the hostages in Iran were basically escaping and they had gotten onto this plane and... Quite possibly the military was chasing down, them down. Quite possibly the army could show up in the airport and stop the plane from going. But when that plane got in the air, the entire airplane 
experienced a sensation that had never been experienced before. This sensation of relief. The reason it had never been experienced before is because that perspective of all those together on that plane, having gone through what went through, had never happened before. But different ones have happened all throughout history at different times. And each of you had experienced some sort of relief in your life. Now, think of all the other experiences that are, and the emotions and the feelings that are available here that could not be available without the aspect of this illusion of separation and the fear involved. The things you do are often simply to experience the feeling of it. Why do you go bungee jumping? See if you can push past the fear and experience the feeling of that. Why do you do anything that's adventurous or out of the norm for you to experience the feeling of it? Why are you driven to experience the feeling of these things? Because that's who you intrinsically are. And so when we say the joy in this life can be had by a perspective that tells you that you're the creator of this reality. And the suffering in this life can come only from a perspective that tells you you're the victim. You cannot experience suffering if you truly believe you're the creator because you will look at that situation from a perspective that does not allow for the suffering that a victim would have. And when you can do this simply to realize that the feeling of this reality is generated based on your perspective of yourself, then all you wanna do is endeavor to raise that perspective. That's why you're here. That's why you're asking these questions. That's why the ego is here. That's why the illusion is here. That's why this whole beautiful world is set up for you to experience that which cannot be experienced anywhere else. You label good experience, bad experience, good feeling, bad feeling, good emotion, bad emotion. That's fine. Take the preferred with the dispreferred, but realize it's all the same thing. And it is available nowhere else. While you're courageous and brave for coming here, while many souls would never want to come here, you're built for it. You know the value of this. From the human perspective, when you understand how this game is played and why you're here and the only thing that matters is the feelings and the feelings are determined by the perspective, then all you want to do is raise your perspective. And if you can look at that ego and thank that ego for getting you here, you're looking at that from a higher perspective as well. That was just phenomenal. I was going to ask, oh, I have so many questions, but one quick one. I do different types of meditation. I do the ones that we learn here, and then I do the quiet ones. But when I do the ones where I visualize, uh, where I visualize being healthy and, um, you know, out there and doing all the things that I want to do, I, I've started for health reasons to check my blood pressure. I have a blood pressure sky high after those meditations. I haven't checked the other ones. Maybe I should. I should see what happens when I do the totally, you know, trying not to think a thought meditation whether there's a difference but like it's it's frightening I mean, it's close to 200 and i have a completely normal blood blood pressure normally so what is that and is that dangerous why would you create a vision board you would put on the vision board everything that you lack now hmm. the boat the car the plane the trip to paris the love of your life all the things that you lack now and that separation between how you perceive yourself and what you should have to be happy causes anxiety. If you were to do a guided meditation, I want abundance because I feel insecure about money right now. And I feel like I don't have enough money right now. And I'm very anxious about this lack of money. So I'm going to do an abundance meditation. And it's going to have this visualization of me on a yacht. Then you feel the separation between that vision of you and where you are now. You could have easily envisioned yourself in a hut with dirt floors and no indoor plumbing, eating gruel and working 16 hours in the field and feel the elation in that. Do you ever have a dream where you wake up and you say, oh, that dream was so wonderful. Oh, I can't believe I don't have that. That was such a great dream. Oh, I'm back to my crappy life. Or sometimes you have a dream where it's a nightmare and you wake up and you go, oh, thank God. My life is wonderful. All perspective, you see. What you're doing when you're meditating is you're quieting the mind. You're noticing the thoughts that come in and you're allowing them to go out and you're seeing maybe how long you could go without thought. What are the thoughts? The thoughts are resonant 
with the vibration you're offering. Why is that vibration attracting these thoughts? Because you believe yourself to be who you are. You have an identity. You have a way of perceiving yourself over and 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 over again. You haven't chosen this identity. You haven't picked it apart. You judge things as good and judge things as bad and wish things were different and hope things get better. You believe your identity is you, but it's completely fabricated. It's not true. None of it is you. None of it is you. Well, maybe you have some certain innate attributes or talents or something going on there that is resemblant of your inner self, the power of your inner self. Great. But you don't know who you are. You're perfect as you are, but it wouldn't matter who you were. We would say the same thing. You could be crippled without the use of any limbs, and we would say you're perfect as you are. You would argue with us and say, no, I need my legs. I need my arms. I need to do stuff like everyone else. We say, no, for your experience in this reality, this is the perfect experience for you. What can you become with these limitations? If you remove all the limitations, you still can't do anything. It doesn't matter. You could be born in a hunter-gatherer village without any education or knowledge of the outside world and live a life of sheer joy. You can be born in a mansion with anything at your disposal. Never have to work a day in your life. And you could live in pure agony. You could have the most beautiful face in the world, the most beautiful body in the world, the most intelligent person in the world, the most famous person in the world, and be in joy or agony. It's up to you. But if you really believe that what you think about you is true, then all the thoughts that come to you and all the re reflections that come to you are going to be based in that idea. Now, that idea is always a fabrication. You can choose anything. As you notice, when you choose to see yourself from a higher perspective and believe that you're source, believe that you're inner self, believe you're a magnificent explorer, believe that you came here on purpose, believe that everything's working out for you. When you believe these things, that reality changes to conform to this new perspective, this new vibration. You could be having do anything, anything. Nothing is off limits except your self-imposed limitations. Remove those limitations and you are free. Why are you holding on to this identity? Why do you want to picture anything different than it is? Why aren't you seeing this as perfect? The perfection in this now moment Always, 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 always. It's always perfect. It's always perfect. It's a game, the game of seeing the perfection rather than the game of seeing the problem. In the problem, in the desire to be something that you're not or be somewhere that you're not or have something you don't have, you're in a vibration of the lack. Always, always, always. In the knowing of the perfection of every moment that you have everything you need to have to do whatever you need to do. And that all you care about is seeing things clearly. To see things clearly, you raise your perspective. You get out of the illusion. That's all you want. As you see things clearly, then who you are starts to take focus. Now, you will never, ever, ever, ever know who you are. Because when you come to Earth in a physical body, it's not who you are in the non-physical. There is no physical body. You're going to identify with this body at some point, at some shape. So it's a given. The perspective is a given. So saddled with this perspective that is never going to be true, what can you become? How high can you raise that perspective? That's all you care about. In meditation, the benefit of meditation is giving yourself a little time out from this identification of self that is false. In the void of no thought, there's no creation of that which is old. In the void of no thought, inspiration can come in because now it is not batted away by your identification of self. Great. You're in the shower. You get an idea. How did this idea come while you're in the shower? Because you're not paying attention to anything else. You're not on your phone. You're not watching TV. You're not talking to anyone else. You are pretty silent in the shower. And you'll notice you get a lot of good ideas in the shower. But still, most of those ideas are batted away because you have 
an idea of who you are, which says, I could never do that. I don't like that. I wouldn't want that. That's not going to get me what I want. That's not going to get me what I want. That's not going to improve things. That's not going to make things better. So in this identity, you are choosing to perceive preferences and desires and lack and limitation and all these things. There's nothing wrong with that at all, because this is a game of seeing what you can become in spite of those limitations. But if you play that repetitive thought process over and over and over again, thinking you're the same person you were yesterday, thinking I'm not good at math, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not good at sports, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not good at singer. I'm not going to do that. You're not going to do anything new. If you don't do anything new, you're going to live the same life over and over and over again. And you're going to maintain that identity throughout the whole thing, which is what 99.9999% of the people do. We're going to give you a little secret. You are absolutely completely different in every way, shape, and form than you were yesterday. The only thing holding together your reality is your belief that you're the same. You can do things now because of your elevated perspective that you couldn't do six months ago. I can't eat grapes. I never eat grapes. I can't stand grapes. Grapes are horrible. You keep perpetuating that day in, day in, day in by that momentum of that story you're telling yourself that you happen to believe through an experience you had. 35 years ago, and you made it a fact through a belief system and an identification of self. I hate that. I prefer that. I'm good at that. I'm no good at that. You see, you're creating this by these I statements. You have a belief system. That belief system was generated from experiences that cause you at a fraction of acceptance to an adopt an idea about yourself. Something that causes an emotion that you call negative creates a very strong belief. Maybe you're in a car accident. From now on, you always wear your seatbelt. You always look both ways. You always drive in the daytime, whatever it is. You create the future based in one quick experience of the past that was designed simply to show you something about yourself. The fact is nothing that ever happened in the past, no education, no experience, no family history, no DNA, none of that applies. You can start thinking of yourself new. So we say in meditation, let the gap of the void expand. Let the gap of the thoughts expand. Let the void expand and expand and expand. And don't picture anything. Picture is always going to be a representation of yourself, of your I am statements, of your identity. You're always going to picture you as you believe yourself to be in that lovely spot with all the things that you don't have in real life. That's going to cause an anxiety because it is so false. If you want to picture something, picture yourself as the sun because that's close to the truth. The source of all energy in the solar system needs nothing from the planets. Nothing is needed by the sun. The sun just expresses energy. It's just being the sun. Doesn't care what you think. Doesn't care if you like it. Doesn't need anything from you. Can't get its feelings hurt. It's just being itself. It could start a wildfire in California. Doesn't care. Knows it's perfect. Knows it's for the experience of those people. It's not going to change the thing. It's not going to dial it down. It's just going to be the sun. Because the sun is not generating its energy from outside of itself. It's generating the energy internally for the benefit of all. Obviously, if it wasn't for the sun, there wouldn't be life here. So the sun is providing this energy for it all. The same with all of you. You're providing this energy more than you think you are but you're cutting yourself off here and there by perceiving yourself to be who you think you are. Gary is playing with these ideas of identity. And we gave him a example. Imagine you woke up in the hospital with complete amnesia. You had your wallet with you. And so your family came and 
your loved ones came and they told you who you were. Your wife told you what a wonderful husband you are. Your kids told you what a wonderful father you are. Your friends told you what a wonderful friend you are. And very quickly, you create an identity. That identity is not who you were because you had none of the experiences they told you about. None of them. You had none of the impactful information that was gained in those events of your previous life. You were just imagining someone based on these stories. Well, that's exactly what you're doing now. Now imagine you were waking up in a hospital in France. You don't speak English. You have no idea. They have no idea who you are, and you can't understand a word they're saying. Now who do you become? Now tomorrow, imagine we grant you the ability to choose anything you want to be, do, or have, any personality trait, any level of intelligence, any body type, any age, anything you want. What would you choose? What would you keep? What would you throw away? And why would you do it? You do it because you think you're going to get something better out of this reality. If I was smarter, if I was funnier, if I was more compassionate, if I was more relaxed, if I was better looking, you think that reality would be better than this reality. Why do you think that? Because you got to blame something. Oh, if I was born to better parents, I'd be, I'd have a better life. If I was born in a different country, I'd have a different life. If, 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 if would be better. But what if you had the perfect life for you? What if you get to the non-physical and you realize, oh my God, that was the perfect life for me. It's exactly what I needed. Exactly what I wanted. Exactly what I intended. It was so unbelievably perfect. Now, if you could see the perfection in the life you've lived, you're living and going to live, in the reality you've created, are creating, and will create in the future, if you could see the perfection in all of that, who knows what could happen? Because no one's tried it. So this weekend, think about seeing the perfection in yourself, in your environment, in your reality, in the people around you, and express what you would normally express in the presence of perfection. Love, gratitude, appreciation, compassion, patience, fun, excitement, no limitation. The fullness of who you truly are. And who are you truly? Who are all of you truly? You're all one, you're all source, and you're all love. But if you remember that, the game would be over. So play with the idea and see what you can do. See who you can become and just see how much you can express acceptance. We promise you with a little practice, you're going to get addicted to it. But if you keep thinking you need stuff from the outside to make you feel anything, you're going to give up. Because the inside-out game requires that you push your belief system to a point where you finally realize you are it all. And with that, we are complete. <laughs> thank you, Joshua. Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Thanks for being here. Bye. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. That one was very powerful. I got a lot out of that. I'm really starting to think about this identity that I adopted. The way I think about myself now compared to 10 years ago when this all started is completely different. I understand myself in ways that I never thought I could. And it's really leading to this unimaginable life this new way of living, this idea of who you truly are as the creator of your reality, and that you've done this many times before, uh, and that this earth environment is really the most challenging and interesting and really the most expansive environment. All humans are here uh, as mavericks and explorers, and those of us at the higher perspectives are really starting to see how the non-physical and the physical play together. It would have seemed totally woo-woo to me 10 years ago, but as I have experiences with all of this, it's really getting interesting and a lot of fun things are happening. So I hope you're enjoying the episodes and they continue to get bigger and more powerful and more interesting, don't they? If you'd like to have a private coaching, if you would like to 
uh, learn about our coaching programs. We have small group coaching that's very affordable. Uh, the, the, those groups are limited to five people. We also have one-on-one coaching, and you can also book a session with the White Light with Christy or with Joshua and me and have your own one-on-one session yourself. Uh, there is a coupon for those ones. You'll have to email me at garybodley at gmail.com, and I'll send you all the information. We have a new basic training program starting in three weeks. This is probably the thing that will move your perspective the most in a shortest amount of time. It's fantastic. We're in our third group we've ever had right now. And what's happening is beyond our expectations. This was completely channeled in collaboration between Joshua and the White Light. And there's stuff there that's done in a way that's very interesting. Apparently what happens is when you learn something new and you anchor it with emotions, it goes into every cell of your body and you really know this stuff. Once you know this stuff, your perspective shifts dramatically and you start to see everything much more clearly and get out a lot of the fear, a lot of the old programming habits, the old way of being, and it makes life so much more enjoyable and you feel so much better. So uh, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Tell me what you're interested in, and I will send you all the information. Push past the fear, just send an email, and then you can go from there. Thanks again for being here, and remember to like and subscribe, and leave a review, leave your comments. All that stuff really helps us grow. We're growing very quickly here, and it's all thanks to you. So I appreciate you very much, and we'll see you next time. Bye.